Hi, this is Pashali and welcome to my podcast again. My last talk was on coping with anxiety especially during COVID-19 pandemic. Today's talk is a continuation on coping with anxiety but specifically for seeking and accepting the help that is available. Help is available. Whether you suffer from anxiety disorders that are much more than simple jitters or nervousness or get overly anxious from time to time due to specific situations the feelings of fear and anxiety can be debilitating and affect your daily life functioning. The good news is that help is available and these conditions can be managed with the proper combination of medical and psychological care. and if you're spiritually inclined then spiritual support some people never get the help that's available they may simply be unaware that something can be done about their anxiety or they may avoid getting help because they fear reaching out for help that will be perceived as weakness or there may be some cultural stigma associated with getting help for mental health issues Moreover those relying primarily on spiritual support may also perceive seeking help as weakness and sign of lack of faith but people of faith are not immune to anxiety disorders one idea that persists in faith circles is the notion that problems like anxiety are primarily spiritual in nature so many people believe that a person should not experience anxiety disorders if he or she just has enough faith and trust in god or that meditating and taking yoga classes will make them immune to anxiety disorders similarly the use of medications in treating anxiety disorders or other mental health problems is often frowned upon in many cultures and faith communities but we wouldn't dismiss a diabetic who takes insulin as someone who lacks trust in god in the same way we shouldn't look at someone who takes medication for anxiety as lacking in their faith or being weak and miserable people who are trying to dishonor their family in fact if you do belong in a spiritual community i think we should try and help each other out you know by praying and just being a supportive friend being a faithful friend someone your friend can trust talking to or that you lead that friend to someone who can actually help them in their anxiety people who suspect they have an anxiety disorder should seek a thorough examination by an appropriate doctor to examine the possibility of medical conditions affecting causing anxiety such as hyperthyroidism hypoglycemia cardiac arrhythmia and vitamin b12 deficiency just some some of the medical conditions which could be there if anxiety is not the result of an underlying medical condition then psychotherapy or counseling can be recommended one form of therapy that i find in is particularly helpful in treating anxiety disorders is cognitive behavior therapy or cbt by the way cbt is actually really good in um dealing with just anxiety or depression um as long as these are not these don't have underlying medical conditions so cbt has to do with thoughts 
and that's why we train our thoughts. So I'll just go into this topic of CBT. Now, with CBT, individuals examine how their thoughts and behaviors lead to anxiety. They then can learn new ways to think about the experiences and circumstances and bring a change to their dysfunctional thought patterns. So let's talk a bit about CBT or cognitive behavior therapy and how this tool can be used to manage anxieties. This is one of the most effective ways of dealing with issues such as anxiety, phobia and depression. So what is it? It is a type of talking therapy which helps you to manage your issues by changing how you think, which is cognitive, and what you do, which is behavior. It is based on the concept that your thoughts, feelings, physical sensations and behavior are interconnected and that negative thoughts and feelings can hold you captive in a vicious cycle. The changes that CBD tries to bring about can help you feel better. Instead of focusing on the causes of your distress or your past, it looks for ways to improve your well-being now. Although some past may be talked about to understand your situation better. This type of talking therapy breaks down things that overwhelm you into smaller parts and can thereby help you make sense of your problems. This makes it easier to see how they are connected and how they affect you. So I'll give you an example. You have a situation and from that situation can follow your thoughts, emotions, physical feelings and actions. And each of these areas can affect the others. How you think about a problem or a situation can affect how you feel emotionally and physically. And given any situation, therefore you can react to it in a way that is helpful or unhelpful to you. So how you think about a situation affects your reaction, which is then either helpful or unhelpful. So to give a practical example, now the situation is, let's say you've had a stressful morning getting your child ready and then you're dropping him off to school. At the schoolyard, you see someone you know, let's say another mum, and wave at her, but apparently she ignores you. Now this starts a series of thoughts. This could be, Scenario number one, imagine, you could have thoughts like, she ignored me, she doesn't like me, leading to emotions like you feeling low, sad and rejected, leading to physical symptoms such as stomach cramps, low energy, feeling sick, just some examples, yeah, then leading to an action like avoid any contact with that person or you go talk negatively about her. As you could see, this type of thought pattern is unhelpful, leading to unhelpful emotions, physical symptoms and actions. And if unchecked, this can affect you in the long run. I know this sounds a bit dramatic, this schoolyard ex experience, but just to help you understand what I'm talking about. Now consider the next scenario. The situation is the same. The same thing happened in the schoolyard. However, the thought you had when the other person apparently ignored you were like, Mm, she looks a bit wrapped up in herself. I wonder if there's something wrong. Leading to emotions. You're concerned for the other person. So it's actually a positive emotion. This led to no bad physical sensations at all. Everything was normal in you. And the action that you took was that you got in touch with that person through a text to make sure she's okay. 
So you see the same situation has led to two very different results depending on how you thought about the situation. How you think has affected how you felt and what you did. In the first example, you jumped to a conclusion without very much evidence for it. And this matters because it's led to having a number of uncomfortable feelings and behaving in a way that makes you feel even worse. Now, this is just a very simple way of explaining what CBT or cognitive behavior therapy is. You can have, of course, different situations, some more dramatic, some less dramatic. If you go home feeling depressed, you'll probably think too much about that, dwell on what has happened, and mostly it's in your mind what has happened, and feel worse. If you get in touch with the other person and try and see if all is okay without trying to be inquisitive, just a simple hello text, um, there's a good chance you'll actually feel better about yourself. But if you avoid the other person, you won't be able to correct any misunderstandings about what they think of you and you will probably feel worse as you get trapped into this vicious cycle. It is a cycle as you start believing unrealistic and negative things about yourself and this can go on and on and on. I know as women, I think if you're a woman, you know what I'm talking about. So how does CBT help you break this vicious circle of thinking, feelings and behavior? When you see the different paths arising out of a situation clearly, you can change them and therefore change the way you feel. I'm not saying it is easy, but choosing to take steps in making a change is a great start. It would be great if you could find a therapist or even a trusted friend who can help you to see the situation from a different angle and encourage you to think differently. In order to overcome anxiety, you need to confront it. And that may be quite uncomfortable in the beginning. However, keeping the end in mind will help. And anxieties may come back, but training the mind and knowing how to deal with anxious thoughts will help in the future. Now, when you feel anxious about a situation, you could do the following. You could ask yourself, why am I feeling nervous? Is it because this situation is out of control? Is there any point in thinking about it if I cannot anyway change it or how can I use this as an opportunity to do what is beneficial for example with this um, COVID-19 restrictions um, when they came so it could be like an opportunity for me to rest more this time has forced me to rest which is not a bad thing then ask yourself like do I need to get myself examined for any hormonal issue or how did I find victory in a crisis last time who can I call who will speak positivity into my life? Am I the only one who feels like this? Or are there others who are going through similar problems? When I panicked last time, what really happened? Did any health problems actually arise? Then tell yourself, my heart raced and my ears felt hot as I thought more and more about what could possibly happen rather than what was actually happening. I will think of all the positive things in my life. Or you can tell yourself I will write notes to myself or to good friends about everything good I have now. Or I will call person X for emotional support and I know X and Y can reach me if I need them. Or I will join a community or support group where I can meet and know there are others in the same boat.
Take some time out consciously and take a deep breath reflecting on these things. Trying to not only keep yourself busy or trying to only keep yourself busy and avoiding confronting your anxiety will not be helpful in the long run. If you need to, please do find someone to talk to. It helps to unburden our hearts from time to time. Be gentle to yourself and know that trying to control what is out of your control can only be a waste of time, effort and energy. In conclusion, I would leave you with this. If your anxiety is only mild, I would encourage you to go over the suggested tips that I did in the last podcast and also just the tips I gave today and practice them in daily living. Lower your expectations and do things you enjoy. Chat with friends and don't stop connecting people with people in creative ways. If you feel you have a borderline anxiety disorder or suffer from a full anxiety disorder, please see a specialist who can help you. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. What helps me to stay calm and keep my anxiety under control is praying, reading scriptures, breathing deep and exercising regularly. What helps you? If you would like to continue exploring this topic, you can go over to my website and try out the online course that I have developed for free on coping with anxiety. It's on my website www.pashalilas.com. Thank you so much for listening today's podcast and I hope that you feel calm. Bye.